Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we're talking to Buddha Haas. Check it out. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Eric and Matt from Buddha Haas. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. How are you? Awesome. And we've got fan Alan. How are you doing, Alan? Good. How's it going, Chuck? Good. I'm doing good. good. It's awesome to have you all you guys on Fans with Bands. I really appreciate it. So Thanks for having us. Yeah. Hell yeah. This is I'm, awesome. And Eric, you know, I got to uh, thank you for reaching out because um, I'd actually not heard your band until you reached out and said, hey, man, here's the link on Spotify. Check it out and you know, let, let me know if you want to talk. And I was like, holy shit, this is really cool. I love the, you know, the heavy doom um, that kind of stoner vibe that you guys got going. You got the power trio, which I think is fantastic. Um, good heavy riffs. Um, vocals are fantastic. And, you know, I really think some, you know, a lot of people would love to check that out. And I'm curious, how did you come up with the name Buddha House? Is that? Oh, I love it. I'm so glad that you're asking. <laughs> well, I, and uh, I was talking to my wife yesterday and she said, if he asks you about the band name, you also need to ask, you know, have to tell him what it was going to be and why. So, <laughs> so I, I was, I started playing with Party Man uh, years ago and we just wanted to get something going. And so I said, well, let's call it Blood Fountain. And my wife goes, well, what's that about? I said, you don't want to know. <laughs> I said, you know about it, but you don't want to know. She said, no, not <laughs> happening. You need to find something else. So that night we were watching uh, X-Files and I think it is episode two. There's this guy named Colonel Budahas. And I'm just sitting there and I go, Budahas, I think that's it. So I brought it to Matt and I said, you know, what do you say? Does that work? Yep. We're sold. I mean, it, so it means nothing. It's a X-Files awesome. reference. So then if you look at the cover, that's the logo is X-Files font. Awesome. Awesome. You know, cause I was wondering about that. Uh, cause I was like, all right. And that's what I love about, um, heavy music in general is that I always learn something. Um, either the song references are going to have like a name or something in the lyrics that talks about something that's either history or, um, you know, um, uh, mythology, all kinds of things. Right. And so I was, you know, of course, Googling Buddha house and it's like X-Files. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and I love yeah. the X-Files and I was like, oh, oh it's yeah. that guy. <laughs> yeah. The guy you that know, got taken by the aliens. <laughs> just find some obscure reference and yeah. utilize that. And, uh, and it, it, it's kind of catchy. I like yeah. the logo. It's, it's solid. Yeah. So, hell yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's fun to say, right. But, and way better than blood fountain. I mean, yeah. come on, let's oh, be yeah. serious. Way <laughs> better is. than blood fountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you guys definitely hit it out of the park with the name. That's, that's yes. great. Yes. It, it, I attribute it to my wife. So. All right. Awesome. Thanks to awesome. her. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so what's, uh, so tell me about the, how the band got started. How did you guys, um, I mean, we've come up with how you got the name, but how did you form? How did you find the direction you wanted to go in as far as your music? Uh, I really want to hear what Matt has to say about this because I don't think I've really ever heard this from his perspective. I know what my perspective is. I, I want to hear this. <laughs> All right. We, uh, Eric and I have been friends for, for years, probably, I don't, I don't know, 10 years before this, um, before this band started. 
and uh, always went to shows together, talked music together. Um, I knew that he was in bands before we, we would play garage band. Um, but he said, let's start a real band. Can you play bass guitar? And I said, no, I've never picked up a guitar. So he said, you, you need to play bass guitar and we need to start a band. So what else do I have going on? So I bought a bass guitar, um, you know, cheap combo amp, started plucking the strings, started playing with Eric. We, we just practiced cover songs first and, uh, just a lot of fun. And then I went down the rabbit hole of chasing the sound and gear and thousands of dollars later, <laughs> here I am a uh, amateur uh, bass player in a garage. So, so yeah, so yeah, that's kind of how it formed just Eric and I playing down in his basement first, then got kicked out of there because we were too loud, moved out into the garage, um, awesome. just hung out playing music. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So um, what do you think it was that, um, I mean, because obviously you've got like the, that kind of Sabbath, uh, high on fire, I think of a little bit, and I think it's because of the vocals um, somewhat, um, but not necessarily the, some of the tempo change. I think you're a little bit more on the, the doomier side of that stoner rock uh, genre. And I was kind of curious, like, what got you guys there? Where was that just the, because uh, when I think of like music, you know, I think of it as frequencies that we, you know, that relate to us. And so um, is it something about like music from like Black Sabbath and, and those kind of heavier um, bands that influenced you? Or was it just a natural progression? You started playing, you know, like th this is where we ended up. I think it was mostly us just going to a lot of these kind of stone or doom shows and just, you know, I had been playing music for years and years. Uh, I, I mean, I'm a terrible guitar player and I, but I wanted to just to play. I just, I wanted yeah. a hobby, you know, as we get older, you just want, you want something to do. Yeah. And with a tiny, you know, you don't have to have all of the talent in the world. No. You can just, as long as you can play some riffs. Hey, there's Matt Fry. What's <laughs> happening, my friend? Hey, guys. Hey, what's happening, man? <laughs> Sorry about that. No worries. <laughs> we, you, we knew you were jet setting in Chicago. And so oh, yeah. you're like, oh, he's yeah. jet lagged. And so. Uh, yeah, in fact, I just got home from work. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Perfect. And I got to get the food out of my oven before it burns up. Okay. <laughs> No Perfect. So Chuck was asking about how uh, we kind of started. And so we were talking about Party Man. I playing in the basement, uh, yeah. just kind of where it went musically. So from in the basement, like and listening to all of these bands, you know, I'm drawn towards more of the stoner, uh, you know, a dozer, green leaf clutch. And so those were right. kind of some of the covers that we were trying to play in the basement yeah. to get mm -hmm. up to speed. And then all of a sudden it turns into a riff and then all of a sudden it turns into some more riffs. And then there's a song in our head. And then now it's okay. We've got the bass line. We've got the uh, guitars uh, start writing some of the lyrics. Well, what's missing drums. And I had a drum set in my basement and, you know, I, I can keep a beat, but at some point that's not going to be sustainable. And I'm yeah. an even worse drummer than anything. So <laughs> then uh, just put it I mean, musically, then it just, that was what we were enjoying. 
And then we needed to find somebody else to join the party because it was time. And I have to say, you know, party man's progression from never having played an instrument to when Matt Fry joined us, I, I'm excited to hear his perspective on that and how he came into the band. So I'd love to ask him about that here in just a second. But it was just absolutely amazing. You know, Matt's dedication to, you know, just wanting to show up and practice. And, you know, you've been in bands, sometimes practice half the time, you're just messing around, you mm -hmm. know, you're drinking, you're just hanging out. But it was we were working towards something. And I think that was one of the things that was important to us as individuals and as a group was that we had a goal. And that goal, as simple as it was, was we want to make an album. That's it. You know, we're, we're three old guys in a garage. And <laughs> thankfully, we have some funding that like, let's just do it because yeah. why not? Yeah. So we needed a drummer. So I put an ad on Craigslist and Matt Fry. <laughs> Ah, yep. <laughs> Tell oh, us how it happened. Yeah, tell yeah, me how it happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah, how did yeah, it happen, Matt? Matt? <laughs> no, I just I saw that I was we had moved to Grand Rapids not even not that long ago. We had been there, I don't know, um, a few months, and um, um, I just I saw an ad on Craigslist for stoner rock i think it's just i think just said stoner rock band needs drummer and uh i'm like oh shit okay i can do that and um because <laughs> i was as kruthu was going at the time but as as i mean as everybody knows kind of we're sporadic yeah you're all Kruth, over the map too yeah so. we're all over the place physically you know geographically and mentally and emotionally so right. you know when we get together is when we get together so right. you know so i've constantly had something else going on you know otherwise and um i went over and um i met these guys and um we just they had a drum kit over there so i didn't have to ding anything and um and we just started jamming and they were um you know, and like you, like like Eric was saying, you know, Party Man hadn't. Um, I didn't even know at the time that he had never been in a band before. He had never he based that Eric taught him how to play his instrument, um, and um, yeah, we played. Um, I think we played a clutch song and something else, but after, but we just started. But then Eric's like, I have this riff and like, let's just, and we just started writing music and awesome. it just flowed and it just flowed. And, um, you know, the, 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 the one thing I, I want to say about, um, about like you, Eric said something about, you know, three old guys in a room, you know, kind of, you know, which, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's true. Um, you know, we weren't, we're not, 20 year olds looking to you know go out on tour and play you know you know be black flag and load up like all of our shit in the back of a pickup truck right. you know get in the older. van <laughs> yeah get in the van you know we're we're older we have families we have mortgages we have things um so we're kind of in a we're in kind of a position where yeah let's let's put some money into this and make a really good sounding album yeah and we did i mean yeah. i love it i listen to it a lot to this day i mean it's it's 
it's phenomenal. Yeah, no, now, hold I, I, it, it's super solid. I just want to jump in real quick, Eric, because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, until Eric had gotten hold of me, I'd never heard it. Um, yeah. And I was listening to it, I'm like, holy shit, you know, how, how did I not hear this? And it, right. yeah, it's super cool. I love it. It's really cool, heavy riffs that I love. Um, you know, Eric, are you singing? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I like your voice. I think it sounds great. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a it's a super album. So someone, anyway, go ahead. Someone, no, so, I'm sorry. Someone told me it, it was it was like sounded like a, a cross between Caius and Fu Manchu. And I'm like. Uh, okay, I can, yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> For sure. Now, I want to rewind this a little bit because I wanna, <laughs> the first time I met Matt Fry, it was hilarious because, you know, on Craigslist, you don't know what you're going to get. And oh, this was yeah. the very first person that responded. So I'm like, okay, we're local. Well, let's meet somewhere. So my wife says, oh, hey, right. hey, maybe, maybe you should take somebody with you. I'm like, no, 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 it's going to be, it's going to be fine. <laughs> right. Like we're, we're meeting in a public place. Maybe he's got a bag full of fingers. Right. Exactly. <laughs> a bag full of fingers is what we said. <laughs> yep. Bag full of fingers. So I don't. Uh, no, thankfully he didn't. So uh, I show up at this bar and it is. Score in Rockford. Yep, the score in Rockford, and nice. there's Matt Fry and his significant other, and we immediately just <laughs> fell into sync. He and I like have the same tattoos, and it was okay. Like, yeah, oh, we're right. like awesome. you're okay. I I really hopefully you do know how to play the drums and don't bring the bag of fingers with you. That'd be cool. And he showed up with no bag of fingers was and it was the right fit it was awesome, awesome. so That's cool yes it was uh it was very interesting meeting matt fry for the first time excellent yeah. That's a great, well you know and the story. other thing the other thing that was that was funny about it was with, that we were you know this was grand rapids but we were both um like well eric i, I like we had both lived in traverse city for <laughs> for a long time before that oh yeah. really yeah so we were like Traverse City, and we both moved to Grand Rapids. You know, I don't know about the same time, but so your, you know, your orbits had been around, kind, but never yeah, really, yeah, yeah never yeah, really connected. Paths. Yeah, right. That's cool. That's cool. So you were talking a little bit about like getting together, um, jamming some covers, and then starting to jam on some riffs and stuff. So how did the album come together? How did those songs? Because I'm curious, because it's it, it, you know, it's Explorers, and mm -hmm. it's it's heavy in the Spanish Explorers, and so I'm wondering like what was the influence for that? And yeah, so I'll let you guys go. Uh, so I think I probably had at least three of those pretty much written before Matt Fry joined. I think we had had them down pretty well. It was kind of important for Party Man and I to not show up with nothing. So we had, I think there were two or three that were, that were pretty solid, that were pretty fleshed out, had lyrics, et cetera. Uh, and so then those evolved into full songs. And then eventually I kind of wanted to do a concept album as silly as that sounds. But when I started thinking about it, I was like, okay, this is just kind of us exploring what we can do musically it's a new thing for us it's mm -hmm. you know our the first thing that we're going to write together and then i just started 
you know, the songs were there and then it turned into, well, what are the lyrics going to be? And, you know, I could have, you know, start writing about something, but I was reading this book about Columbus and it was kind of this pseudo history fiction account of Columbus. And it had to do with the fact that he went to America because he, there was this rumor that he was Jewish and was trying to colonize for the Jewish people, another country. And I can't remember who the author is, but it was, and I said, oh, well, that's now I kind of like this pseudo history stuff. The name of the band is Buddha Haas. It's X-Files. So let's kind of do something a little weird and put maybe a little pseudo history from my perspective, you know, at least as far as the lyrics go. So, you know, I think when you go through and listen to the lyrics or read it, okay, it is kind of this history lesson. And then it turned into, well, now let's arrange them chronologically on the album. And so now we start with, uh, you know, I think it's Erickson starts off and then works its way through, you know, other explorers to eventually mankind at the end where yeah. now we're traveling space. So now we're kind of shooting off into the future. So that's where it cool. came from, Chuck. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I was just, uh, I was, uh, yeah, I was just curious about, especially Cortez, you know, because uh, he's well, an interesting character. <laughs> I want to, I want to add something to this there. When I, when I, joined the band i mean i hadn't i had no idea you know i for a very long time for a very long time i had no idea because there were i mean if there were lyrics i hadn't heard them i i didn't know lyrics i didn't know song titles i didn't know anything the old still to this day i couldn't tell you it said cortez i don't know which one that is (laughs) the only way the, the only differentiate the only way i can differentiate the songs are the how are the 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 little nicknames I gave to them while we were learning them like oh, like yeah. the Blickum 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 song or the <laughs> yeah. or the or the or the riff that goes da, 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 you know you know I just that's how I remember them um, it's it's it, so when I when the album came out or when you know when when I read Eric's lyrics and I and I kind of find out where which way it was going it was like a new thing for me it was like a new discovery it was like oh wow this is really cool that's awesome this is like a concept album this is this is this is intelligent this is literary this is something this isn't you know this isn't dumb this is really good you know i never thought it was obviously i mean it's really good stuff i mean it's i i love it yeah but then the lyrics took it to a next level yeah and and the songs yeah yeah i i think that's what adds to it for me because um sometimes you can i mean you can have lyrics that just, I don't know, they just don't work and they don't feel. Well, um, I mean, words, I mean, lyrics are lyrics. So, you know, they don't have to be, I don't think they have to be, you know, you don't have to be, you know, Mensa material to write no, lyrics no. for a stoner rock band. But, <laughs> but, you know, but it's nice to sometimes be, you know, to here's here a little bit of intelligence behind something well know? i think of it as like a story I, yeah. I i like it when i get a, a little bit of a story that's why i always loved about rush um yeah and bands Absolutely. like yes and that because they, mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna explore with their music and you're gonna get a musical story but then you're gonna get another story right yeah uh, the, the lyrics gonna paint some kind of picture for you um and you know depending on the lyricist they may 
you know, get really esoteric and it's out there and you, you know, here, figure out what your meaning is. And now the time mm-hmm. is very literal and like, this is what's happening, you know? So, exactly. Yeah. I think that's yeah. cool. And um, Eric held those, uh, those lyrics back. So we would just jam in the garage yeah. to the, you know, the instrumental. And then all of a sudden he had lyrics to one song. So he'd, he'd break those out and Matt Fry and I loved it. Awesome. So this, the, the song kind of evolved from there. That's cool. Absolutely. So, and it's funny when Matt, you mentioned that, you know, the, um, I, I thought of them as, you know, uh, riff A, riff B, riff C, because when I was talking to Lucius Fox, they were like, oh yeah, we called all of them boy, B-O-Y, B-O-I. <laughs> it's big boy, fat boy, you know, and, like, they had no names until they right. got to the recording. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad I did better than blicka, blicka, blicka. <laughs> You know, the blicka, blicka, blicka. Come on right. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the one song I can never, I don't even know the name of it. The one that my, my, my favorite on the album, the, the oddly enough, sorry, Eric, the instrumental. The oh, one yeah. That, the one that kind of sound to me that sounds like, almost sounds like a wind hand riff. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love that. Oh my God. That's such a great yes. song. And that, that was the first one that we wrote. Was it? Uh, yep, that was the very first one that we had the riff to, and that okay. one's Magellan. Magellan, uh, yes, and, yep. And it was. Uh, I have to tell, you, I wasn't sure that I liked what uh, we recorded at River City Studio with Ryan Cunningham. Is that that, that is, that's his, his last? What? I, I couldn't remember his name. Oh, okay, yeah, Ryan Cunningham, yeah. and he. Uh, do you know who he is, Chuck? No, uh-uh. he's his recording. Name sounds familiar. I I don't know if he's doing it anymore. He, I think he was doing a lot of it before we asked him to, and it was just kind of a favor, I think from somebody. He Um, was okay. Ryan, Ryan's wife used to be the singer in Imperial sun crusher. Do you remember them? Yeah. Yeah. Before when they had a female singer, that was Ryan's wife. Did he play in a band too? I don't know if he did or not. I think he Did, did. It he probably sounds, did. Yeah, I his name remember. sounds super familiar. Mm-hmm. But, well, but he anyway. recorded, and I wasn't sure if I liked the uh, the final mix. There was quite a bit of going back and forth. And mm-hmm. now that I've, because it wasn't what I heard in my head, but when I go back mm-hmm. to it, I'm so excited with what he did and where he put things in there and the way they sound. So that is, um, you know, will probably always be one of my favorites as well, just because it was the first. And I think we wanted to start off with something more doomier. And then it was, well, I think I, I want something a little more lighthearted than, mm-hmm. um, than doom. And then that's where, you know, kind of the other ones went, except Erickson's pretty crushing. Like yeah. I, I really yeah. kind of like, uh, that one's pretty heavy. I, I do enjoy that one. Yeah. So, so what's the, I mean, so you've got that one came out. Well, was that 2021? Last January. Yes. Yeah. And we yeah. sat on it. I, I sat on it for years because as we were talking beforehand, it, uh, you know, you no nobody listens to these things anyways. And this was just our little project that we wanted to do. And it was, um, I had gone through some life changes that took me to Maine and I had just been sitting on this. 
uh, with no excuse. I mean, the biggest excuse was that we really wanted to put it on vinyl. I think that was our biggest goal was, you know, we just wanted to have something yeah, physical. Yeah. Um, but then life changes, things happen. And I wasn't really excited about anything. And I said, okay, I need to get excited about something. So I need to figure out how to do this. And Chuck, there's no handbook. There's no handbook to how to put an album out or how right. to do anything or put something on Spotify. Uh, you know, I have plenty of friends in bands that would put things on Bandcamp, and I wanted something a little more than that. Yeah. And it really just comes down to that, you know, how much money do you want to spend? And yeah. Yeah. then you can get it released. And I'll tell you, anyone that ever listens to this, it's not much. Just do it. <laughs> Just put the shekels together and oh yeah, and do it. You know, yeah. like a hundred bucks, you can put out an album on iTunes. It's yeah. on iTunes forever now. So, <laughs> you know, but it was then the artwork. You know, how do I put that on there? And listen, and also not that this is rocket science. So you don't need a high school diploma to put out an album either. <laughs> Just do it. Right. Just, don't let it, you know, don't let these things stop yourself. So, um, you know, we had, I, I had, I think, did we, I, did I start sending pictures about the album? Yes. All, so I, I have a buddy, uh, Chris, who is a Marine in Japan and he starts sending me ideas and just kind of, he's the one that kind of got me back into it for some reason. So he starts sending me photos. He's like, well, cause that was kind of the last piece. Yeah. You know, we have the final mixes and I said, all right, well, I, I think this needs to finally happen. So he starts sending me pictures and I was so excited about them. And so then I just started disseminating them between Matt and party man and said, okay, what do we want to do? And so Chris was a huge help in, putting that final piece together and he's just always been so supportive of the band as well so i'm was very happy that he could participate and be a part of that with us also that's awesome so then yes it was getting all that together and then hitting the send and pay your money <laughs> right to, to publish it, it there there it is you know <laughs> there it is and and chuck i don't i don't know how how to uh promote or you know, when you have 57 friends on Facebook, you just hope that one of them listens. <laughs> uh, so, you know, thankfully, I think one person did listen. And then, you know, you get the people can listen on Spotify, you know, it's on all the all yeah. the services, but it's so cool. You know, it's like, okay, we did it. Yeah, we did well, it. It's and then I, I think that's the cool thing is that you're able to just, you know, get your music out there, get your ideas out there. I think we're in a, you know, as much as people like to bitch about the fact that you, I mean, and it is, I'm not, I don't want to minimize the fact that it's very hard to be a professional musician. Not that you guys are trying to aspire to that, but that is a real problem, right? To try to get money to actually pay for your art. And this is in very, all different art forms, very okay. difficult. Um, so I, I, I don't mean to minimize that, but I also think that, you know, um, streaming platforms get a, a they end up being the the boogeyman, the, the 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 whipping boy for the fact that there's a lot of music out there. There's more music than we've ever had before in our lives, and um, you know that's a good thing and a bad thing because mm -hmm. there's not going to be another Metallica, but there's probably 
50 Metallicas out there that could probably do really well um, if they get enough people yeah. listening to them. And um, same thing with you guys. I mean, you're in this huge sea, you know, a billion bands, and somebody's just got to come along and hit that song and say, oh, wow, this is, fun. you know, I love that this is like Caius, and Caius isn't here, but, you know, Buddha Haas is putting it out, and I love it. And they tell so, so-and-so, and they tell so-and-so, and then, you know, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, boom, mm-hmm. you know, it's something. Um, so I think it's, I think it's great that, you know, you guys are, you know, just one, number one, uh, you know, like you mentioned, it's not like we're trying to get rich here or anything. We're, we're passionate about the music we're making that you guys are passionate about what you're doing. I'm passionate about what I'm doing. And we're all just trying to like share that as much as we can. And if, you know, if we get a couple of people that say, Oh, that's fucking awesome. Then that's fucking great. And ultimately, like you said, Eric, you know, it's about your own appreciation of being able to express yourself, get that art out there. And so, yeah, I think it's fantastic that you guys are doing this. And so that leads to my second question, which is, are you going to do more? Is there going to be a follow-up to this? Have you got some riffs and ideas? Because you guys are geographically separated. So how is that going to work? I mean, uh, going to fly everybody in or do the remote kind of uh, uh, album collaborations? I finally dusted my guitars off after about two years and uh, it has been uh, a pretty trying few years and I have not felt creative at all. And so I think I sent a text a few months ago. It may have been like six months ago and just said, well, I, it would be pretty fun to start doing something again. So, you know, I, I'm going to start writing things again. And I think that's where it's going to start. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, I'd like to thank my friend, Chris. He sent me, he sent me a photo. He's like, this should be the next album cover. (laughs) And I said, oh, okay. And I think I had always wanted to have a follow-up album about mythological creatures like the chupacabra and bigfoot so (laughs) i have ideas in my head that it would probably you know i could probably think some follow-up but you know there were i think we had one or two songs that were not on the album that we had started working on Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. that are pretty solid and then of course you know walk around with a you know, an iPhone. I mean, you can record anytime. So, okay. If I'm sitting down, I think of a riff. I've, I, I need to go back and revisit it. It just, I was sad Chuck for a long time and, uh, I'm not so sad anymore. And I think that's good, man. I got the amps out, got the pedals out, but then what happens is you start spending more on gear again, and then it's (laughs) back down that hole. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I really want to try something. And that's, and I was talking to you before we started that, you know, now I've got some equipment to do some recording. So now this can actually turn into, Hey, Matt Fry, uh, you've got drums at home. I'm sending you a couple of tracks. Let's see what happens. And I'd like, I would like to do another one. If well, Matt, maybe we'll, maybe we'll play another show again someday, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And Chuck says something about flying in and playing, and that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> no matter whatever, we, we can yeah. play anything. There you go. That sounds. That's yeah, fantastic. So I gotta. So 
one thing. Uh, fans with bands isn't just about me talking. And so, Alan, did you have any questions that you wanted to ask these guys? Um, first, I just want to say thanks, Chuck, for having these guys on. Um, I've heard these guys play before um, in both the, a gig and them practicing. Um, <laughs> and it was awesome, but I've never heard a lot of the backstory of these oh, things. Cool. So this is so interesting and so fun um, to understand that. And maybe some get distracted a little bit as Eric was talking about one of the songs. He's like, yeah, and that was Magellan. So I had to go play the song. It was on mute and I had to play a song like, oh, that's what he means. And then played <laughs> Erickson as he talked about that song. Um, and so it's just fantastic. So thank you, Chuck. And thank you guys for being on here. Um, but most of my questions were answered and it was what's next is the big question. Cool. So awesome. thanks for asking that, Chuck. Yeah. Uh, the other question I have is, uh, so Eric, you've mentioned that Matt is party man. How did, Matt, did, how did you get the name party man? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I think early in the early days when Eric and I started hanging out, this was before my wife, before kids. Yeah. Um, I would just party all the time. So <laughs> I forget what movie Eric's going to have to tell me what movie, but cabin um, fever, cabin fever. There you go. <laughs> so the part where he says, Hey, it's the fucking party. man." <laughs> so we were watching that movie. And as soon as that part played, he pointed at me and said, you are the party man from now on for the rest of your life. That's awesome. So I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> So uh, my kids don't know his name <laughs> and I've got, a, I've, I've got an adult. Well, they're both adults. Now I've got a 26 year old and an 18 year old and my 18 year old, I think until he was 16, did not know his name was Matt. <laughs> he was the party man. That's it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. And that's so absolutely cool. where that reference comes from. It's towards well, the end of the movie. It's hilarious. When you got two mats, you got to differentiate somehow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Party Man or Matt Fry. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, you know, I like to get, like, you know, we've, so we've got the backstory, but I'm always interested in where people came from as far as, like, um, their music and their influences. And so um, uh, I have two questions, but the first one's going to be about, like, who influenced you as um, a musician? So another guitar player, another singer, another drummer, somebody, somebody in music that you um, not necessarily aspired to be like, but they contributed to you wanting to play an instrument. Um, so let's start with Eric. Okay. I'm so excited that you did ask this because I was sitting here yesterday, maybe the day before, and I kept seeing these ads on Facebook for 30th anniversary release of this 30th anniversary release of this, right? So we're yeah. talking 1992 and I reverse back to 1992. And I think that is the point in my life where I said, I really want to play music. I didn't know how or why, or what was going to happen. And I think I had a friend that had given me a guitar, but 1992, you had the release of vulgar display of power body count, Lost Exorcisto and the End of Silence. Mm -hmm. So Vulgar Display of Power and End of Silence uh, were 
on repeat. Like though that was the soundtrack of my life. And so I was thinking about this all day today. I was thinking about, you know, I, this is important to me though. It's probably not important to anybody else. Like, but that was my experience. That's what yeah. got me interested. Yeah. Not that I wasn't interested in music before I was in band and um, but okay. Do I actually want to be in a band or play in a band? Well, you know, then life evolves. And uh, for me, it wasn't those bands per se, but it was such an important time in my life that that's what defined what then happened next and what happened after that and after that and how important it became in my life. But I think musically, I'm really into punk rock as well. Mm -hmm. And so I was into Social Distortion, which somewhere between heaven and hell, 1992, another mm -hmm. one of those albums where I'm sitting on the edge of my bed, strumming my guitar. Um, that was what I was trying to do as a, you know, in high school, trying to find my way. So yeah. I think probably then, you know, Mike Ness would be a big influence. Um, but I think... Uh, modern guitar players, Tim Salt from Clutch, uh, yeah. hands down for me is somebody, you know, who just is dead on with his tone and always has a new riff. And you can talk about Matt Pike and Matt Pike is fantastic who, you know, he is the, the riff Lord, but <laughs> you know, yeah. it, Tim is always doing something just a little bit different. So I would have to say that. And then as far vocally, I, it was more punk rock stuff for me. And so it, I did, I didn't really have a vocalist that I was like, I want to be like that, but yeah. for a front man, you know, Phil and Rollins, like those yeah. guys were somebody to, that were very, very good front men from my youth. But oh, yeah. um, stylistically, uh, I didn't really have anybody vocal wise. So cool. Awesome. Uh, Matt, how about you? Matt, uh, party man. <laughs> <laughs> the uh i guess going way back to what got me into music in the first place you know you always hear music as a kid and you know yeah. the, the pop channels and everything but my parents had a big stack of records um so listening on the big padded headphones you know the curly cord yeah, oh yeah i'm um, just sat in a chair listening to all these records and uh, my mom had a lot of Elvis and disco and stuff like that. And I came upon one uh, that I really liked and just changed everything. It was uh, my dad had Deep Purple, the Machine Head album. Oh, yeah. And that for me, when I listened to that, it was just different. Yeah. So I, something clicked and said, oh, this is what music can be, too. Right. And then you start getting into Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, all of the um, more old school yep. Um so that just triggered everything in the teenage years, mid nineties, like Eric said, Pantera, um, listened to a lot of helmet Rollins band. Oh yeah. Helmet. That's so, a great band. Also 1992, I think was meantime. Yeah. Yep. Meantime. Yeah. Whew, I remember when that came out. I think 92 is also when, uh, is that when tool played Lollapalooza on the side stage? I think it was. Yes, because I think 91 was Undertow. Yeah, yeah. And then... So that was another, yeah, huge Well, year. you had Dirt, Alice in Chains' Dirt. I mean, yeah. Grunge was exploding as well. I mean... Yeah. Primus. I, <laughs> yep, yes, yeah. <laughs> Sailing on the Seas of Cheese. <clears throat> uh, Matt Fry, how about you? Well, um, 
Uh, Eric hit on the two, two things I, I hadn't I hadn't thought about it in a while, but but our, I, I think our like timeline is pretty pretty runs pretty parallel. Um, vulgar display of power and end of silence were huge for me. Also, wait the one that came at the Rollins Van album that came after yeah. it. Um, th- those those three albums, you know, before that. Um, I think the thing that really the the music and the the that well, I think we talked about this before the the drummer that made me go, yeah, and that that's that's the sound that's the noise I want to make was <laughs> um, Eric Carr on Creatures of the Night. Oh yeah, um, and not the song I Love It Loud, which of course that's a great <laughs> song, great drum sound, whatever, but. Yeah. War Machine on that album yeah, just floored me. I remember being in seventh grade hearing that and going, holy <laughs> shit, this is what I want to do with my life. This <laughs> is the sound I want to make. And, um, but, but yeah, the, the whole uh, Pantera Rollins band, the early nineties helmet, but in the meantime, just, I, yeah. Yeah. That year that changed my trajectory yeah. of, you know, you know, Phil Rudd, with, you know, ACDC was kind of my my bedrock. That's where I started. The first song I learned how to play all the way through is "You Shook Me All Night Long." Uh, <laughs> Excellent. And uh, so, yeah, I'm 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 you know, La Sexorcisto. That you know, early 90, 92, 93, Those were kind of my like next formative years. Awesome, awesome. Man, I've got a I have a question. Uh, did you do band in high school? Yes. So did you do drums? No. What did you nope, I, band? I, I wanted to. Um, we, always, the, the, we always had, quote unquote, enough drummers. So, <laughs> um, so I started, my first instrument was French horn. I, I started playing French horn in seventh grade. And then I was a small kid. So I got tired of carrying around that big, uh, the big French horn case. So yeah. I switched to trumpet. Nice. Um, and then in high school, I was in marching band. Yeah, I was in marching band. Um, I played the baritone. Oh, all right. Um, but I, but I, I didn't, I, yeah, I was in, I think I was in seventh grade when I, I bought a drum kit and, or my mom bought a drum kit for me. And, um, but yeah, I wasn't, I didn't really know how to do anything with it for a few years. Nice. Why is it that is it's so funny you say that about, cause everyone wants to do percussion in mm-hmm. band. Why are there no drummers? <laughs> you know what? Are there no drummers? Yeah, there's a, that's the hardest piece to find in a band. <laughs> like if you want to be in a, if you want to start a band today, you can't find a drummer. No, where are all I, those kids from high school? Where, yeah, where are all the kids? Yeah, the, I, I think they got burned out in high school or something, or they 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 peaked way too early. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that Eric. That's a great question because I always ask that too. When I was in a band, when we were when I was starting to look for people, wait, you know, years and years ago, that was the hardest thing. Either the drummer would be not they they had a kit, but they couldn't keep time, uh-huh. um, or they had a kit, they couldn't keep time, and they are drunk, or um, you know, they just didn't know what they were doing. And when you found that one guy, you were like do you like metal? And he's like, well, I'm not sure you're, you do like metal play it. You <laughs> yes, know, you do. <laughs> oh my God. So the, the guy <laughs> that played drums in the very first band I was in, in high school, 
was into he was a jazz drummer and we were playing like punk rock music (laughs) and like in the basement just dirty punk rock music he had he showed up he's like in his you know polo shirt and his khaki (laughs) and we've got denim jackets and i think he was still a senior in high school we've got tattoos already and he goes "I, i don't know what i'm doing but he was one of those guys that okay I'll play whatever right. he now is like super he's on tour with some dude that's all awesome. the time. And but that's, that's awesome. how it is with drummers. You can't yeah. find well, a metal drummer. No, can't find it's, good drummers. Yeah. No. You know, the, my, my big thing is, you know, I, I've never, I've never had a problem, you know, finding a band. If I want to find a band, Oh, I mean, sure. it's a little different. If it's a little different up here, and you know, up in the up in nowhere, there's nobody <laughs> up here. But you know, for you know, I've never had a problem. You know, yeah. Yeah. I've never had a problem locating other musicians. Yeah. So the other kind of origin question I like to throw around, and this is like uh, group participation. It's um, what was the very first concert you went to, and what what. What got you there? What, how did? Why did you want to go? Uh, let's start with Let's start with uh, Matt since he's laughing. <laughs> um, first concert. Oh God. Uh, nineteen eighty four. Toski High School or Toski Middle School gym. Petra. Petra, really? You remember them? You yes. Did, yeah, Petra Christian Rock. They wow. played there. And, you know, I was brought up very, I, I, my parents are very fundamentalist. Yeah. I was brought up in that kind of household. Um, so that's really the only, you know, I, if just for instance, back in whatever year it was when Ozzy played at the castle up here in Charlevoix, um, early eighties, 83, I think it might've been. Yeah. That um, was Jakey Lee yeah. time. Yeah. Bark at the moon. That was yep. the tour. Yep. And, um, my, we lived in, we lived in Petoskey, we lived in Petoskey and my great, we were going to my grandparents' house in Bel Air, which was, we have to go through Charlevoix to get to Bel Air. The day of that, that show at the castle, my parents went the long way around because they didn't want to get the evil of the Ozzy <laughs> from Charlevoix <laughs> on us. As we're, so, um, I, I forgot the question. What was the yeah. question? Well, the first concert was Petra though. So, so yeah. So I had to, so I got to go to Christian rock concerts. Nice. So that's you, about it. Petra. Were you into it at the time? I mean, cause Petra um, wasn't a bad I, band. I was into it because I got to be in the dark with my girlfriend, Mary, <laughs> Mary Boffman. If she's out there, I, um, and I put my I'll be, I'll be Googling her, her later. Yeah, actually, we're friends on Facebook. If she's there, hi. Um, she um, that was that was really the only reason because I got to be alone with Mary in the dark. Nice, awesome, fantastic. <laughs> I was uh, in sixth grade. Yeah, sixth grade. Nice, awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, party man. How about you? What was your first concert, and what drove you there? I think I was thirteen or fourteen had a bunch of friends that were into the same music. We went to, uh, we had to stand in line at Meyer because they had a ticket master there. Oh, nice. So right when the tickets came out, so yeah. saved all our money and, and got that. It was, uh, and our friend's dad drove us down. It was corn, Ramstein, Limp Bizkit. I think there was four or five. Wow. 
um so more of a a, a bigger venue for the for yeah. the first uh first concert ever but awesome. um it was loud and it was amazing <laughs> loved every minute of it wanted to go to shows all the time after that awesome uh eric how about you uh, mine was, I think, 1991, and it was Rollins Band with COC as the oh, opener. Man. Wow. Yes. Oh, wow. It was pretty fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that was in Cleveland, and I had – my friends were not into Rollins Band. They were not into COC. Uh, it was for the blind uh, yeah, but that was oh, what a great record. I know. Oh I just got that on vinyl because I've had yeah. CD forever. I, I've been in COC. So, <laughs> um, that album, you know, that album got me into COC. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. Well, wow. so, so then fast forward, and I, I told a couple people this story. I took my son to my very to his very first concert with the Party Man. We drove out to <laughs> Illinois to see Metallica and Down. Well, who's oh, in down pepper. Yeah. So yeah. my kid, my <laughs> oldest kid's first show was also the same dude that I saw at my first show. Yeah. Holy cow. Nice. That's a good lineup too. That's cool. Oh, wow. oh and the sword, the, it was the sword. Metallica down in the sword. Wow. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was pretty good. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Alan, how about you? Uh, I'm not going to count a few of them when I was a little kid. My parents took me to some, um, <laughs> Because they were just, I don't know, lame kind of yeah. people stuff. Um, <laughs> but Pantera was the first that I remember that was just amazing. Holy crap. Do you, nice. know, do you remember when it was when you saw him? Right. <sighs> Had it been like 93 nice. is my guess. Four. Did yeah, we go together? Right. Yep. We oh. did? Yep. <laughs> so so I got to tell you, you a, a fun Pantera story. Um I I was huge, uh, so I didn't even know who Pantera was. Um, I was, but I was a huge uh, Rathchild America fan. Uh, oh yes, and loved Rathchild America. And so they were coming to Detroit, uh, playing the East Side at the Ritz. And I'm like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta be there. And there's an opening band called Pantera, and I'm like, I don't know who the fuck these guys are. It was chaos because everybody. It was uh, mm -hmm. Cowboys from Hell. And everybody knew who they were. And I'm like, holy shit. So we, I spent that whole concert running up, jumping on stage, diving off, running up stage, diving. It was so fun. Oh my God. It was nice. I, was, I almost Just forgot that Ratchet America was playing. <laughs> <laughs> so well, they, they had that reputation of whoever they were with, like yeah. they were blowing them off the stage. They did. But, so was, Ratchet America. So I got a funny story. Um, I saw them. Okay, so you know they changed their name after yeah. at some point to Souls at Zero. Souls at Zero, yeah. I saw the first Souls at Zero show at the Reptile House in Grand Rapids. Oh, I walked. We walked in back. I don't remember what year it was. We walked in, and um, we were early, and somehow the door was unlocked. We got in. We we um, heard their sound check, and I got to hang out with Brad Divins all night. Oh, really? I yeah. love that dude because yeah. I I was I, I was like this, you know. Um, I don't know if you guys had the same experience and we will, maybe we'll go around and ask this question, but, um, I, I sometimes get tongue tied with people that I really, you know, admire oh, yeah. and you like, when you see them at a club, you're like, yep. And I don't even know what to like, I should say something like, you know, like, <laughs> yep. I like your album or, you know, dude, uh -huh. it's really cool to meet you. And I'm like, and th that's yep. how it was. 
I saw him at Blondie's, you know? And I'm like, yeah. I did the same thing with World Dane, too, because I saw oh Sanctuary. And I'm like, <laughs> hey. And he's like, yep. he's, he could obviously look at me and going, this dude does not know what the fuck he's doing right now. <laughs> I met I met Mike Patton at the Orbit Room in Grand Rapids and lost oh, it. Shit. I had nothing to say. I could I I I'm like if I meet Mike Patton, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him this and ask him this, and then yeah. I met him and I go, oh uh, hi. That so now I would still be that way right now if I met Mike Patton or Dave Lombardo because I yeah. would be like, what the fuck, <laughs> you know? Those dudes, I just wanted. I want uh-huh. them to be my friend. I know that's not going to happen, but I just. But they're larger than life. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. So, I, Party Man and I have had this conversation like 17 times <laughs> just about how stupid like we are as people that yeah. we put ourselves in that position. But I did it. Uh, I met Mike Nest like two years ago. He oh, was shit. playing with Flogging Molly and. My buddy oh, wow. works for flogging. And so I go back there and he's got this handler and I'm like, well, can I, can I just say hi to Mike? <laughs> and I was like, I'm a 40 plus year old man. Yeah. And, and I've just been reduced to like a yeah. bumbling uh, idiot. I'm like, yep. I'm like, hi, like, thank you so much. You're so great. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so so if you could like hang out and like have a beer or, or you know, whatever you like to drink um, with uh, with somebody, it doesn't have to be a musician, but um, that you admire, uh, who, who would you like to hang out with um, just for, you know, let's let's say they give you a half hour and they're going to just well, hang out and sit at the bar and have a beverage. Um, so party man, who would you like to hang out with? I that's a tough one, Chuck. I've, I know. I've talked like like Eric said. We've talked seventeen times about this. <laughs> it's like I could meet my complete idol, and what am I going to say to this person that they <laughs> haven't heard a thousand times before? They're going to yeah. just say, "Who is this moron? <laughs> I I have things to do. Leave me alone." <laughs> I know. <laughs> but let's say you get past that that awkwardness of like you first meet and you're like, all right. And then he's like, so dude, you're like, what are you listening to yeah. today? Like, who would you like to like have and that I, conversation where you're just kind of just hanging I out and talk about music talk with, uh, with Neil Fallon from clutch oh, just yeah. because they've just, they've been doing it so long. They're just on the road all the time. There has to be so many, so much knowledge and so many crazy stories yeah um yeah I'm that he you. has so i'm with you there and I, I think that's another dude i'd be tongue-tied with too um oh uh, so we we <laughs> uh matt and i saw them at the orbit room a few years ago and he's walking from the orbit room to the laundry machine and he's just got his little sack of laundry and i was like well should we go say hello and we we're like no no we're just gonna let the dude be the dude. do his laundry I, right i was like uh i'm i don't want to be that guy i want to be that guy but i don't want to be that guy right <laughs> oh man that's funny <laughs> so uh eric how about you who would you like to sit down then it'd probably rollins nice yeah i i, I think i would i it, because like like party man said and it's in you know neil's been doing it forever but rollins has just you know he's done it all and yeah. he was you know my superhero growing up so did you read his book get in the van? I've, I've read all of them i um, love that book 
it's I, so good. So I'll tell, I'll be honest. I did not know who Black Flag was at first. Um, like I I heard Rollins and I was like, oh Henry Rollins, who's this guy? And then I really you know I really liked Henry Rollins, and I'm like, oh this dude was the you know the lead singer on Black Flag, and then I found his book Get in the Van. I'm like, guy lived in a doghouse. You know, like what the. Fuck? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh my God. Crazy. Uh, Matt Fry. Well, I, I'm going to, I'm with, I'm with Eric um, Rollins. I, I would, would love to sit down with that guy. You know, like I said, you know, two the two people I, I would, I would like to sit and have a beer with neither one of them drink um, <laughs> Rollins and Alice Cooper. Oh um, yeah. I, you know, either one of those guys, but, you know, Rollins, you know, it's one of the, um, you know, any people who've lived, I, I just, I want to, you know, who, you know, you've read, you've read their books and, and, you know, I want to hear the stories. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, these are, you know, it was, it used to be, you know, my big, my th- trifecta were, you know, Rollins, Alice Cooper and Lemmy. And then, but you know, obviously Lemmy's gone. Right. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a good lineup. Uh, Alan, how about you? Sorry, right, I was on mute. Um, I'm going to go non-music, and yeah. I'm going to go with Elon Musk. Just oh, nice. Interesting dude. Yeah. How do you accomplish what you accomplish? He's got all these companies, and, like, he doesn't fail at things. How do you, how do, you do that? How do you not fail? <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, Exactly. And that, and I, I think that dude would have so many interesting questions or so many interesting stories to tell about where he came from, plus where he wants to go. Cause I think that's a dude that's like looking well ahead of most folks, you know? Right. And so that would be super cool. Awesome. What's your answer, Chuck? Oh man. Well, like you guys, I've got, um, lots of embarrassing stories about meeting people that I really enjoy. Uh, another one is so, I was uh, shooting a show at the Crowfoot in Pontiac. It was Carcass, and I'm a huge Carcass fan. And um, all the dudes were basically there uh, at this bar. I stopped in to get a beer, and they're having dinner there. And I look over, and I'm kind of doing the side glance. I go, that's Jeff Walker, you know? (laughs) Oh, shit, you know, that's Bill Steer. And so I kept looking over him. I'm sure they were like, why is that fucking idiot looking over here like I, and I thought maybe I should just go say hi. And I didn't, I just, I walked out, you know, like, ah, oh, you should have just said yeah. something, you know? Um, but, uh, as far as people, I'd really like to hang out. Um, so there's, there's, there's a laundry list, but Bill Murray, um, I'd really like to have a beer with Bill Murray and, um, uh, oh shit. <laughs> uh, Foo Fighters, um, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Yeah. Those two dudes. And honestly, if we could get all together, like three of us have a little conversation. I mean, I wouldn't get a word in edgewise because I think those two dudes would just talk um, or at least Dave would and me and me and Bill would listen. But uh, I think that would be fun, you know, just to hang out with those guys. Have you you read his book? Uh, Dave's? Yeah. 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 I just finished it. I love it. Loved it. Yeah. It was very, very good. I was uh, I was inspired by it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, well, guys, I, I really appreciate you being on Fans with Bands. Um, so awesome. S- such a great talk. I, uh, fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I have just one last question. 
um, Matt knows what it is. Actually, yeah. most of you guys do because you were on the other show, but I'm going to ask it anyway. It's controversial. Pineapple or no pineapple on pizza? Eric. No pineapple. <laughs> Alan. No. No. <laughs> Matt. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, and Matt Bry. A thousand times no. <laughs> Absolutely no. We're unanimous this, here. That's awesome. This is yeah, of us. This is a first because this has yeah. never happened. There's always one <laughs> fucker out there that's putting a pineapple on there, and you're like, "What the fuck is the deal?" One disgusting human out yeah. there. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last one, somebody like I'm saying, like, they said pineapple. I said, "Oh, so what do you like to accessorize with it?" And somebody else chimed in, "More pineapple." I'm like, fuck uh, off. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's so, just wrong. Yeah, it is just wrong. Well, it's guys, <laughs> thank you again so much. Really no, thank you, Chuck. This was oh. awesome. <laughs> we had a great time. Awesome. We really appreciate it. You taking the time out of your evening to chat with us. Uh, it's been pretty awesome. So, thank Oh, yeah. You. Super fun. Super fun. Uh, thanks again, guys. Awesome. Thanks, right. Chuck. Thanks, thanks Chuck. Bye. Bye. Thanks to Eric, Matt, Alan, and Matt for joining me on this episode of Fans of Bands. It was great to get the origin story behind Budahas. Their album, called Explorer, is laden with powerful grooves in the vein of Clutch and Caius. Definitely worth a purchase over at their Bandcamp page. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industries such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams. <laughs>